him. It's going to be a great day. Y'all believe that? That's right. So, I got a funny story to start off with. Um, we were talking about the Fred lights. And uh, so, I just want to let you know, if you didn't know, our pastor is a man of his word. I'm going to explain why. So I was with him like two days ago, and they're doing some road work there in the Narrows. And uh, the guy, you know, the, the flagger guy that stops you and slows you down, he's literally flipping the sign as we fly by it. <laughs> like, I, yeah, he caught it. I'll give him that. But he does really do that. And I got to witness it firsthand. I, I, was, not, I was not afraid. It was questionable. It was in a work zone, but well, no. <laughs> he goes, Fred Light. I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, hey, he, at least he lives by it, right? Um, Y'all, we're going to talk about love today. Maybe. There it is. I put that super big. Can y'all see the love with the drum cage there? I just want to say this is my favorite subject to talk about. Um, his love is just, it's amazing to me. And he never fails to like show us how much he loves us. He never wastes an opportunity to, to teach us, to grow us. Uh, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, what started all this was I, ha I, had a, uh, I had a conversation with a gentleman. Um, and I'm not going to mention any names, anything of that nature. And just in case he is watching, if you are watching, I appreciated our conversation so much. It touched my heart. But what was special about it, man, that's got like an echo, don't it? What was special about it, is that better? Just let me know. Don't yell at me, yell at Phil. Is anybody new here? No? There is one. Welcome. We're so happy. Oh, yeah, we're so happy to help you and, and, and be and have you with us. Uh, my name's Fred. So uh, see me after. <laughs> no, but yeah, welcome. We are happy to have you here with us. Um, but what happened was I had this conversation, and I had this conversation with this gentleman that was, uh, it was just on the fly, if you will. You know, no, no time, like, if I would have had time to prepare for the conversation, I would have messed it all up. Any, can anyone relate with that? We have too much to think about something, you know, we, we'll overthink it, we'll go into it all wrong, it just, it comes out wild. But what was so neat about this conversation that struck me is as we were getting through the conversation, he, he brought up, uh, he's like, I'm an atheist. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, bro. And he just looked at me kind of wild. 
He's like, well, normally people just instantly write me off. They don't want to talk. They don't want to have any conversation. And what was so strange to me is after I left this conversation, and don't take this the wrong way to anybody in here, but it was one of the most authentic conversations I've had in a long time. And what I mean by that is there was no, like, there just wasn't any of that stuff that we carry into conversations. There was no titles that were placed on beforehand. Later, he got to know that I was a pastor. He's like, I know I wouldn't have took you as a pastor. I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But, but uh, no, what was cool about it is that we really got to, uh, I think both of us left that conversation with something. And I don't know about you, but the more I read and learn that that's what love does, right? You know, love will, will do a multiple of things, but I, I'm telling you guys, it was, it was so touching and grabbed my heart that, that we were able to just level with one another, have a genuine conversation, and both leave with respecting each other's place. But I think I left, like he listened to why I believe in God. And I didn't, there's the church bells. Um, I didn't, you know, have to, don't take this the wrong way, uh, you ones that are super saved, but I didn't have to bring my Bible and, and be like, hey, 1 Corinthians, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just, it, flew, it flowed out of me. Can anybody relate to that? That, like, if we're going to get into the scriptures, but it, if I'm of God and God is love, right, then, then this should just happen. All right, you guys don't sound convinced, but I'm going to, we're going to get there. But, uh. But I'm telling you guys, it touched, my, it touched my heart. And what it made me realize is that the more that we live in this, the, the, the bigger impact it's going to have on other people's lives. You know, I, it doesn't, Jesus came to do what? Restore that which was lost. And I think a lot of times if people don't believe in what we believe in, we're instantly like, ah, you're wild. But does that give them a, a chance to maybe look at what we believe in? Or does that just, it, it, does that give them more of a confirmation of this is not what I want to follow? And so I'm hoping today that as we talk about love, and I have a lot of scripture, um, so we're going to be bouncing around, but today my goal is to lay a foundation of love. And Next year, it sounds funny saying, but we're almost there. Next year, we're going to get into the other half of this message that I'm hoping helps us really draw, uh, draw closer to the Father so love just is what happens uh, in our lives. So, the reason for the season. Fred was like, are you going to do something with Christmas? I was like, I don't know, bro. I don't I don't. I don't know yet, but in John, if you have your Bibles, if you don't, it'll be real big up there, but John 3.16, everyone's favorite, favorite passage that they like to read, um, and I read out of the message translation, 16 says, this is how much God loved the world, everyone repeat that, this is how much God loved the world. 
So the start of this started with love. Amen? We on the same page? Okay, so it started with love. He gave his son, his one and only son, and this is why. So that no one need to be destroyed by believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. I'm going to read it again. Because you should be more excited than that. And this is why, so that no one needed to be destroyed by believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. Did y'all, did y'all read the last part of that, though? It said, anyone. I don't know about y'all, but that, you squinting. Do I need to make it bigger, bro? You do. <laughs> um, that doesn't exclude anyone, does it? Come on, church, help me today. That doesn't exclude anyone, does it? So by the end of today, I hope that we walk out of here better. I hope that we walk out of here knowing that love is the thing that really fuels and has to be the foundation of our relationship with Christ. Because it started the whole, if you didn't know what the reason for Christmas was, love. <laughs> love started it. So there, there, that's my Christmas part of the, the message. And I'm going to go ahead and read the next two, two verses along with that. It says, God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger. Telling the world how bad it was, he came to help. To put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust him has long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one-of-a-kind son of God when introduced to him. So this is just a little, this is a start to all this. But I really love the first part of this because it says of what he came to do. You know, and the more we study and we get into this, we're made in his image, his likeness, all of that, correct? Everyone agree with that? Okay, well, if we're made in that, then what should be flowing from us? Love. More, more of the things that he did, right? It, it said... He didn't go through all of that trouble merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help. And I, I know this life is, is different, and I know our, our relationship with Christ can be a little, you know, it can be challenging. But I believe if, if we never go away from who, why he came, what our purpose is, that we won't struggle as much. And, and here's the, the one thing that we won't do. We, as believers, won't disqualify anybody else from receiving that. Guys, everyone say it's about love. All right, so we're going to jump into this thing. We're going to go to 1 John 3. 
got your Bible. And I, and I said, I'm, I'm jumping a little bit today, but this is a foundation. A fo- foundation has a lot of different blocks we got to lay. So uh, I'm going to lay this down, and we're going to talk about the manner of love. So in 1 John 3, are you there? Do you need a minute? Man, these, bi- these, these hardcover Bible goers, man, really slow the process of just beep, beep, there. I'm just kidding. Everyone, they always give us the business, so we got to figure out a way to give them the business. No. <laughs> so 1 John 3, 1, the message translation says, What marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at it. I love that. Everyone say, just look at it. I know, would you look at that? We're called children of God. That's who we really are. But that's also why the world doesn't recognize us or take us seriously. Because it has no idea who he is or what he's up to. Guys, I want to look at this different. I might not get through this whole message. I'm going to try. I want to look at this so different, though, because they don't recognize or take us seriously because it has no idea who he is or what he's up to. But do you know, as a believer, you, you play a part in that? Two sides that we always can play. We're either helping the situation or we're hurting it. And I would, I would like to pr- propose something today that his purpose should always be the thing that we're chasing after. And it's not always going to relate to our preference. But if my purpose is my focus and not my preference, then that gives us the ability to meet people where they're at. That, that gives us what we need to show them who he is and what he's up to. All right. So 1 John 3, 14 and 15. That was 1 John 3, 1. Let's jump to 14 and 15. It says, the way we know we've been transferred from death to life is that we love our brothers and sisters. Anyone who doesn't love is as good as dead. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know very well the eternal life and murder don't go together. Amen? Sixteen and seventeen says, "This is how we've come to understand and experience love." Everyone, please say that with me. This is how we've come to understand and experience love. Do we have the ability to understand love? Do we have the ability to experience love? How do we know that? His word just told us that. So it says, "Christ sacrificed." His life for us. This is why we ought to live sacrificially for our fellow believers. Christ sacrificed 
his life for us. This is why we ought to live sacrificially for our fellow believers. What's that saying? Most of the time, sacrifice is not in our preference. (laughs) Y'all with me today? Someone say, I'm going to go to this side. They're more alive today. Hey, listen. Sacrifice is not in our preference. But guess what? It's in our purpose. And it says, if he did it, we ought to do it. you got to remember, we're made in the image and likeness of him. Guys, things that we read that, that was done, when we accept that and say yes, these are things we are accepting. And this is why I said, I believe when he spoke to me, hey, it's, it's about our purpose, not our preference, because my preference is to not have to do really anything <laughs> that gets me uncut. Like, my preference, no, I ain't going to tell you my preference, you'll judge me. It, but I, mean, I can tell you that in, when I got further into my relationship with Christ and understanding what he did, guess what? My purpose then became my preference. My purpose, my purpose was at the forefront of, of what I knew he, he was wanting to do and what he did for me, and that, that boosted me in to what then I was going to do for others. So I just these are just a couple key little things I'm going to talk about. It said, and not just be out for ourselves. <clears throat> just look straight ahead right now. Don't look to the left or right. If you see some brother or sister in need and have the means to do something about it, but turn a cold shoulder and do nothing, What happens to God's love? It disappears, and you made it disappear. What happens to God's love? I I think the other thing, as I'm reading this, this just popped up, but do, do we understand? Do we understand what we're presenting? Again, remember what I said earlier, that this is how the world knows. So, by, by my actions, who I'm a believer in who he is and I received it, I don't want to give it away unless it's convenient for me. But when I, when I don't do that, guess what I do to his love? And then guess what we do? We sit here and scratch our heads like, what? I don't understand why this ain't working. <laughs> and I, I'm telling you guys, in Scripture, it's going to show us this isn't a message to beat us up. This is a message to draw us closer so we're living from his reality. That, that's what this is about. Is that we're bringing his reality to our present time here on earth. And we're living in that. So it says God's love disappears, and it disappears, and you made it disappear. All right, moving on. Next section. 
went all the way down, bro. No, I'm just kidding. You're good. So the next session is, everyone say this with me. God is love. Say it again. Okay. This is going to be a little challenging maybe, but I'm hoping this comes out right. Because we have to, we have to understand that he is love. He doesn't just love like he is love. And this was a two-part message I had to break up. In the other section, I'm going to talk about how love isn't God. I'm going to talk, touch on it a little bit today, but uh, I want to really build the foundation of love itself. But God is love. That has to be our foundation here. It says in 1 John 4, turn to chapter 4. And we're going to start in verse 7 and 8. It says, My beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with him. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love. So you can't know him if you don't love. There's a lot in this one little section. I probably could have stayed right here the whole time. But with God is love. First thing I do want to point out that I believe when we read this is here's a key point that I believe we skip over and miss. And I I want you all to see it today. Is that it says. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love. Do we understand that we don't, we don't love because God tells us to? Y'all get that? We don't love because God tells us to. We love Because what? Because God is love, right? And then here's the thing. If we are born of God, then we inherently love. All right, listen. Yeah, I I was born that way. I need y'all to help me. I got one amen in here. Listen, if God is love, right, and we are born of him, then, then what happens? We love, right? Y'all are still confused, I think. Listen, he's love, and because he's love, and if we are born, who in here is born again? And if you're not, uh, we can talk later. It's going to be great. But if you're, if you're born again, then you're born of God, which is then you're born of love. Yeah? Y'all, y'all are making me question it. No, no, no. Come on. Because then we love. So we don't love because he tells us to. It's what we do. It's, it, here, here's the difference. It's, it's, it, the difference is working for love and working from love. The difference is that we're working what? Not for love, but if I'm born again of it, I'm working from love. 
Come on, church. That was a good point. Amen. So this is one I'm not going to stick on because we'll be here all day, and I know you've got places to be. Um, the, the love part that, that really, I believe, challenges us and gets us caught is that some people make love a God. Um, and it can be it can be challenging because how, how many of us know that love is an attribute of God, but we can't we can't tra- chase the attributes. You are you hearing me? We we can't chase the attributes of love. We have to chase the God of the attributes. And church, I hope this is getting in you. I hope, I don't know, I hope if you take notes at all, you jot down a couple of these things and go back and study it yourself. Because he, when he reveals true love to you, it's going to rock your world. Because that's what he is. And that's what flows out of him to us. See, that, that's, what, that's what love did. He loved the world, so he sent his son. If you're going to listen, I'm going to preach just to you. Listen, he, he loved. That's why he sent his son. Right? That's how much he loved us. That's what, that's what love does for us. So we will, without knowing, make love a God, and then we'll wonder why we're empty. We'll, we'll wonder why, man, this, this, why is this happening like this? Because I chased so much after love, and that became the thing that I, I was chasing, and I made it a God. And I didn't even realize, and that's why it left the emptiness, because the source, when I traced it back, it, di- it, didn't, it didn't go back to where I thought it was going to go. And, and why it didn't go back to where I thought it was going to go, because it, it didn't fill me. And guess what? Love fills us. Did Jesus, what we sang there, he does everything. Well, guess what? Love doesn't leave you empty. And I, oh, it's okay. Do your thing. Um, and what I want to say today is that it's, listen, it's okay, guys. Understanding helps us draw closer to God's love. And if today, through somewhere throughout this, if it hits you that maybe I've been making love a God, all that can change real quick, I'm telling you. And it, and it happens. Here's, here's uh, I'm just going to give one example. Like I said, I, there's a whole other message for this. But if you're in a relationship, if there's kids in here, I'm sorry. But, so if you're in a relationship and you're not married and you're having sex because you love them, I'm going to need you to come up front. 
I must say, yeah, they always say say it again for the guy in the back. I'm going to say it for the guy in the booth. Yeah. yeah, his wife's sitting right here. So, no, I am going to say it again, though, because I want you all to grab this. So, if you're in a relationship and you're not married and you're having sex and you're justifying because you're saying, oh, but I love this person, I'm going to marry them, then you've made love a God. Because that goes against his word. So now he's no longer the God. You've made this a God. And that's just one example, guys. We do this in many areas. Listen, work, work can become your God. I'll stop. Y'all don't look, y'all don't look excited to, to talk about this. I know, right? I'm trying to preach. They're not letting me. Um, right? But I, I do want us to start to understand this in a real way. That God is love. So let's let's go on to 1 John 4, 9 and 10. And I'm going to go ahead and read it. This is how God showed his love for us. God sent his only son into the world so we might live through him. This is the kind of love we are talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and that and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. I don't know if you guys are picking this up, but the more we're reading into this, are we are we seeing that all of what love love is doing? Right? Love is restoring. Love is letting us know that it's all about love. Because he loved, he sent his son. Because of this. And it all has to do, if you're not noticing, it all has to do with things that are coming in between our relationship with Christ. And that's why this is so important. This is why I believe we are going to get to it. It says that out of all of these, this is, thing, this is the greatest. Because if anything comes in between your relationship with Christ, it, anything... I'm telling you guys, it it has to, it has, you have to rearrange what you're doing. It, if work is becoming such a priority that you're so focused on that, if you hear me telling you to quit your job, do not again, my name is Fred. I'll get you a job, but no, I'm just kidding. But I'm joking. No, but I, what I'm saying is I'm I'm not telling you that. What I'm telling you is that. It can't be you're so focused on that that that's driving you in every way. That's now become, because here's, here's what I've learned with that too, when people are so focused on one thing, they're so frustrated. They're, they're so tired. All this stuff begins to happen and build up. And, it, and what's funny is it, it gives us a picture of what love does and don't do here very shortly. And this is how we know, guys. So what, what are you doing with love? Are you understanding that God is love and that He's not that love isn't God? Because a lot of us learned love, if you will, many different ways growing up. In a relationship with a your significant other, right? The way that they 
talk to you, look to you, look at you, whatever, you know, whatever it is. We, we identified love as that. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at today is that the attributes. We can't chase after more, that more than we do the God of the attribute because he shows us how to do this. He shows us how to love the right way. All right, let's keep going. 1 John 4, 11 through 12 says, My dear, my dear friends, if God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. No one has seen God ever, but if we love one another, God dwells deeply within us, and his love becomes complete in us. Everyone say perfect love. We certainly ought to love each other. You know what's coming to mind as I read this? That love did all that. Love enabled us to love. Right? Every, anyone ever be like, I don't know how to love this person. I don't know how to love myself. I, I, don't, I don't know what to do with love. And I don't want to backtrack to what I was saying, but again, if I'm chasing for love, chasing the wrong thing. Could God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. Everything in that is telling me I have the ability to love. And love like him. Are y'all getting that? All right. So 1 John 4, 16, and I threw the NIV version in there for you guys. It says, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. You guys, are you guys catching this? And I already made the point, I got a little ahead of myself, but if we are going to do anything, then we need to rely on the love God has for us. And this is probably, like, you're probably sitting here maybe a little bit like, man, this is super basic. But guys, I'm telling you, the revelation of love continues to go deeper. And only he, only he can give that to you. But we got to rely on his love. My, my love fails. I talk about this a lot, but I'm going to do it again. But uh, uh, my life really started to change when Christ became to be my source of everything. And what I mean by that is me and my wife were on the way in today, and we were talking about it and how our marriage was just super rough to start. I'm not saying it's perfect right now, but it's better than it was, right? Yeah, amen, says all the husbands. Um, but we were talking about how it was just, it was a wreck. And the reason it was a, re a wreck, because both of us had hurt from past relationships. Both of us had an expectation of what love should look like. And again, love should look like. 
So we were chasing this love that, that continuously led us to this, this road that just bumped heads. We were tired. I don't know if I could do this anymore. And, you know, here's the, but God told me. And, and there was all these things that I'm like, man. And it was so cool to talk about on the way in because the more I realized is that, that what love really had to happen is the, was the love that I understood from Christ. That when he became my source, and I'm getting ahead of myself here, but what happened was and what changed is that when she couldn't love me like I needed to be loved, and she treated me a certain way, guess what I was able to do back in return? Love. The way she was supposed to be loved. The God love, right? Because what, what, what does it say that God did what? He first loved us, but he died for us when what? We were still sinners. Are you guys getting that? He had to demonstrate the source of love. That when she treats me a certain way, the way I treat her back, what does that do? I get an opportunity to demonstrate the love of God. That it's not dependent on how she acts. Come on, she's not my source. Somebody today needs to hear that, listen, God has to be your source. When God's your source, then you grab here and you release here. But if it doesn't work like that, guess what? I love my wife, but she's going to run out. Right? Because guess what the other thing is? It's easy. When she's loving me, it's easy to love her back. Right? Come on, everybody in here should say amen. amen. Y'all are, I know some of you are sitting beside your loved ones, but you like, hear me what I'm saying here. The, the difference is when she doesn't. I can demonstrate the love of God back to her because I'm not treating her the way that she's treating me. I'm, I'm, I'm showing her firsthand that my source doesn't come from her. And when we can do that, y'all, guess what? We're, lit, we're able to love people to no end. We have all these questions. Man, how long's enough? When's it enough to stop? When's it, how, what, what about this, 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 and that? You know, what, I don't know what you say. I'm sure it's some crazy stuff. God's telling me some things, but I don't want to get in your business right now. But, but, uh, but, what, but what I'm seriously saying is when things are going to shift in your life, when your source shifts, right? When your source shifts, things shift. And then guess what that does? Oh, wait, it ain't just for me. It's for her, too. So then she starts to change, and things start to shift. And then our kids get to see what love really looks like, the the godly love. Come on, y'all aren't excited as I am. We got to keep going. He said it was going to be difficult, but I didn't think it was going to be this difficult. All right, so we're going to jump to 1 Corinthians 13. Jump there. Like I said, guys, I don't normally bounce around, but I really want to lay this foundation. And I hope you're just jotting down the scriptures and go back and read these because there's a lot in there about love. And you're thinking about lunch. I got 10 minutes. All right, so 1 Corinthians 13, 1 and 2 message translation says, If I speak with human eloquence 
an angelic ecstasy, but don't love. I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day, and if I have faith that says to move a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't love, what am I? What am I? Ooh-wee. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, everyone say I'm bankrupt. Uh, next slide, bro. Told you I got 10 minutes. I'm bankrupt without love. I'm going to read that again for you. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, say this with me. I need you to believe it. No matter what I say, what I believe, what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Are you guys, do, you, do you guys hear that? So listen, you can act and do whatever you want. But if you don't have love, you're, you're, you're nothing. You've done nothing. This is how important this is, guys. This is how important it is that you understand that God is love. And that if I'm born of him, then I love. Okay? Because we can memorize scripture all day long. Listen, we can sell all of our stuff and give it away. We can do all this stuff. But he says if we don't do it with love, then we got nothing. And I don't know if that, if that means anything to anybody today, but I really want to encourage you today. Love has to be the core of everything that we do. And if it's not, here's what I would, here's, here's what I would challenge. For you, I, I'm not saying this about you. Don't get upset with me. It's his word, not mine. That it says if, if this isn't the case, then it says you, you don't know him. And here today what I want to do is not to tell you, hey, you don't know God and I do. Huh? I'm, I'm not going to be that. I believe that's a problem with the church and what the church has done in the world. That's why people aren't coming into the church anymore like they used to. Because we, we've not done a good job of showing love. We're like, come as you are. They come as they are. And we're like, whoa, what is that? Instead of saying, hey, come here. Man, I love you so much. You know why I love you? Because God loves you so much. I don't care what you're wearing. I, I, don't, I don't care what you smell like. I don't care. I don't care. I, like the conversation, I don't care what you, you're an atheist. Great. I'm hoping that the love that I have is going to show you and you're going to be interested in meeting the one that, that met me where I was at. It said it don't point fingers. So why are we pointing fingers, church? Listen, this love is so amazing. That's why we come here every Sunday to sit and hear it, right? Like we're, we're taking and doing something. Y'all believe that, right? That's why you're doing it. 
Guys, we should need a bigger building. Listen, I don't, don't get your pains in a bunch. I'm not saying we're talking about numbers here. Everyone always wants to go there. What, what I'm saying is that when I've seen what Jesus did and the love that he showed, it said crowds followed that. Man, this side's dead. Help me out this side. Listen, crowds followed that. And he was doing what? Love. Why aren't crowds following us, church? And here's what we're going to say. Oh, it's their choice. They got to choose to do it. Hey, listen. The love that is inside of us and the love that was shown to us, it, it does that. It draws. So come on, guys. This is, like I said, this is an encouragement message. It may not sound like it, but I'm here to encourage you today that we're bankrupt without love. It goes on to say, love never. Next slide. Love never gives up. Say never with me. Love sometimes gives up. No. Love never gives up. It says, love cares for others more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Doesn't have a swelled head. Doesn't force itself on others. Come on. Say amen, somebody. <laughs> Isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Oh, I'm going to say it again. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Doesn't reveal or doesn't revel when others grovel. Did I say that right? <laughs> I don't know what that means, church. <laughs> Takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Puts up with anything. Read these with me, please. Trust God always. Always looks for the best. Never looks back, but keeps going to the end. Thank you. One amen out of all that. Y'all, this is the word. Come on now. This is what love does. This is like a clear... I'm not going to ask him to go back up and confuse me, but if you can look at both of these, these are a list that's just shown us, hey... Real love does this. It doesn't do this. So what we got to do and figure out is what are we desiring? Again, back to what's my preference? Or is it my purpose that means everything? Because if it's my purpose and I'm focused on him, then guess what? These things happen. These things don't happen. And if these things are happening, the word then it grabs a hold of us and it, and it aligns us back with his. And then that's what draws others. Does, is this making sense, church? Someone help me out. We're almost there. I think I'm going to get through it. Can, do you guys got a couple minutes with me? Thank you. I, listen, I'll preach just to you right there. 1 Corinthians 13, 8 and 10 says, Love never dies. Inspired speech will be over someday. Praying in tongues will end. Understanding will reach its limits. We know only a portion of the truth, and what we say about God is always incomplete. But when the complete arrives, somebody say, when the complete arrives. 
our incompleteness will be canceled. First Corinthians thirteen thirteen says this, but for right now, until that completeness, we have three things to do to lead us toward the consummation. Trust steadily in God. Hope unswervingly. Love extravagantly. And the best of these three is love. Guys, really hear my heart here. We get caught up in all this other stuff. Like all this other stuff, I'm telling you. And, and trying to love, trying to do this, trying to do that. And I'm working on this. And I'm telling you, that stuff is draining. The biggest thing that we need to focus on is love. And I hope you're hearing this. Speaking in tongues will... Listen, you can get all the knowledge in the world. It said it's going to reach a limit. I'm not saying that these things are bad. Don't hear that. But I'm just saying... Love, love, here's what it'll do. It'll grow all of those things into a greater place. It'll take those things to the next level. <clears throat> I just got, <clears throat> I just got two, uh, a few more slides here real quick, guys. First Corinthians sixteen, thirteen and fourteen. <clears throat> says, Keep your eyes open, hold tight to your convictions, give it all you got. Be resolute and love without stopping. In this letter to the Corinthians, Many of the issues the Corinthian church, Paul confronts, would have been quickly resolved with real love. And I believe that's same for us today in today's church. That a lot of the issues Hey, I like it. Hey, that's a solid song. <clears throat> That's what we were closing with. You're going to come up and close, right? She just got, she's got excited. She wanted to close. No, but hear me, church. A lot of the issues that we're dealing with in today's church can be resolved quickly with love. Hey, Jen. Yeah, listen. A lot of the issues today can be resolved with love. It's super quickly. With love. Because it's his love that did all that stuff for us, that started everything, and is the root of everything, is the thing if you're not seeing, is clear, it clears stuff up. It gets anything out of the way that might try to come into our relationship with Christ. Which, which for us is then to, to love others and lead into others. So understanding this, 
it, it, it eliminates all of those things. And we don't have the issues. The world sees us and they see, oh man, I want that. What is that? I don't know what that is. Not the mentality of the church now. It's like, we got this, you don't. And listen, you don't, you don't have to jump on with me, but that's, that's what happens. We don't, mean, we don't mean to do it, I don't think, all the time, but that's what happens. But we should be example in this thing to people who are like, hey, I want this. And we're like, oh, man, I can't wait to give this to you. Because that's what love does. Romans 5.8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Like I said early, God demonstrates the source of love. When we love someone who doesn't love us first, we are demonstrating our source of love. And then finally, my, my last two slides here, which Crystal got into my message. It says, it's Ephesians 3, and I have the message in the NIV. It says that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love. The NIV says this, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love. And what I want to tell you what's so special about that is that being rooted is in the perfect passive participles. I think I said that right. Participle, I can't even say it. Y'all can read it. Which means it's, it's already been done, guys. If you've received him, it's already like, it's already in you. And so you, you don't have to, like, stop working for it. Start reading your word and allowing that to come out. He's trying to work it out of you. He, he put it in you to work it out of you. Right? If you have it, then he's done it to work it out of you for other people. So the last verse says, you'll be able to take in with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Guys, hear that. You'll be able to take in with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breath. Taste its length. Plumb the depths. Rise to the heights, live full lives, full in the fullness of God. So you can come on up with. So I don't know about you guys, but I hope the foundation today that was laying was we have access to this. No, we have access on a real level, guys. And listen, I, I don't know, but things will keep us from that access, right? It says that both feet, both feet would be planted. 
I hope that we know what he's done for us. Again, I hope, I hope, guys, we understand what he does for us when he sent his son. And that he is love. And that if we're born of him, we are love. And some of y'all need to tell yourself, say, I am love. I am love. And I, I promise if you will get to this realization of who he is and what he placed in you, it says he dwells in you. Isn't that cool, church? He dwells in us. All of this stuff that he did, he loved so much to do it for us, and, and he gave us access to all of it. So are you planted today with both feet?